Uncovering truth, digging deep, and spilling the tea all in hope of inspiring other black girls and letting them know their black girl magic comes from God. This is season one, The Genesis, episode four, Real Relationships. So you know the drill by now. I have a beautiful, brilliant cast of Premates that are taking this journey with me. And today I have Sabrina Swaybe um, and Kez B with me. Sabrina and I have known each other for quite a while now. And I can honestly say our relationship hasn't been the best, but we're trying. Uh, we went to college together and we're actually sorority sisters. And Kez and I met through social media and are fostering a new friendship as we speak. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. And feel free to introduce yourselves and what brought you to Black Girls Pray. Okay, so um, my name is Sabrina, um, and I admire, the reason why I'm here is I admire Brianna so much, I don't think you know, but I admire what she's doing and just to see how God is working in her life and through that, her giving back to the community and trying to cultivate young women, black culture, I am amazed at, you know, her journey in life, and I just want to join and be a part of it, so. But what I'm about you? To... What about you? Who are you? Um, Not about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm in the field of social work, and my life's purpose is to help other people. Um, I'm in a journey right now where I'm trying to tie in my actual uh, career goal with my spiritual relationship with God, with which I am working on. Um, I just feel that I'm in a place where I'm submitting myself to God totally. Everything mm -hmm. that is not of God in my life or, you know, things that I'm still trying to hold on to that God is pulling me away from, I'm trying to just, you know, leave it all at the altar and give it to God. So, oh, thank you. Amen. Thank you for coming. Okay, guys. So, I'm Kez. Um, I am a blogger, YouTuber, and my goal is to kind of let God's light shine through me. Um, I'm working on it. I've been saved literally my whole life. <laughs> and yeah, yeah um, and I've been in the church. I've always served in some capacity, whether it was choir, praise team, usher, youth ministry. So um, I'm just working on still kind of finding myself in life. You know, I am mm, in my 20s, but you know, <laughs> life is a journey and I feel like this journey is for life. So the walk with God, you know, what you want to do with your life, everything, it just takes time. And I'm still, you know, discovering myself. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. So as our listeners know, we like to kick things off with a devotional from the book of Genesis for this season, uh, just to keep in mind throughout the episode. So at this time, Kaz will take the lead. Okay, guys. So today we'll be reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 15 through 22. And it says... The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. 
I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he, took, he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Okay, so as we were talking a little bit earlier before uh, behind the scenes, uh, I know that this might not be very blatant when we talk about relationships. And what I do charge a lot of the premates to do is really take a look at it from another vantage point and really see how we can pull out the episode topic from the verse. Like I have my own personal views on it, but I'd like to hear what you guys think about. Think about what was just right. Um, I will actually like to start with the, let's see what verse. When, you know, God warned Adam of what tree not to touch. That, when you read that, it kind of like touched me a little bit. Because I feel like with relationships, God tries so hard in many different ways, many different signs to warn us of certain relationships to stay away from mm -hmm. you know um red flags it doesn't even have to be that spiritual it could be things you see in plain sight and it's just so interesting that you know he said don't eat from this particular tree like anything else you're accessible to but this particular tree you know don't touch don't eat from and um it's just interesting how many times you know we will fight god tooth and nail for whatever situation um to to eat from whatever situation maybe whatever mm. relationship whatever mm. you know career field you know whatever path in life that you want to take you know it's just very interesting to me how from day one from the very beginning of time god already warned adam to just stay away from this and you know that really touched me because i'm in a place of like my life right now where <laughs> i'm trying to fight god for certain things oh, to stay yes. with but um you know, he is warning me, and I feel like we need to start taking heed to certain warnings that God has given us. To build on that, I feel like when we talk about relationships, you can have relationships are like outside of person to person. Right. Relationships with a thing, with an idea, yes. relationships with a type of behavior, the relationship between good and evil. Yeah. Um, so when I read that beginning part, he already established a relationship between good and evil, mm, what yes. to do and what not to do. And for me, it seemed like a very parental relationship mm. that he was having with Adam. So when I think about relationships and I chose this this part in particular, there's other parts of it that I want to talk about. Um, I thought about God establishing himself as like a parental, like a guiding light. Like, mm -hmm. I'm telling you what to do. Take heed to my word um, from the very upfront um, in their existence. So... Uh, that's something that I wanted to build on. I didn't think about it until <laughs> you mentioned it. But. And it's always for our benefit, even though we don't see that. Right. So. Right. Right. God definitely guides us, and he warns us, like you said. He tells us what to do, and sometimes the relationship with us is that we don't listen. Right. And then God already warned us from before. God, like you said, red flags. When I say <laughs> I'm the type of person that I can see a red flag like this, mm. but Lord knows you could put it in the back of your mind. You could be like, oh, you know, I'm just bugging. No, that's not. Uh, 
it could be with a person that seems really nice and genuine and then you find out like oh that's why i mm. felt the way i felt about them initially the initial thing when you meet somebody so yeah the relationship with god is at the forefront so what about um what about the part when it says so god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and take care of it now when i mentioned that relationships are not just with people right, right. we think about our environmental relationship mm. the thing that we do um anything from from our planet standpoint the relationship that we're supposed to have with the earth that we live on i also i, I literally chose this <laughs> and i'm breaking down because when i think about relationships He's setting up the foundation for every type of relationship right. that we're going to have, right? So relationship with him in the first verse, relationship with our our planet in the second verse, we're supposed to take care of it. I mean, that's right. a lot you know, yeah. eco-responsibility is a whole nother <laughs> episode, but it says it from the beginning, like right. this we're is a relationship we're supposed to have with, um, with the earth. Then it says, um, the Lord said... It is not good for man to be alone. Oh, sorry, I'll cut that out. Yeah, and it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought, he brought the man to see what he would name them and whatever the man called each living thing that was his name. So when I think about relationships and dominion over, right. again, the planet, dominion over the animals, dominion over everything, he's put us at the top of the food chain when yes. it comes to the relationship right. standpoint. Um, but the really thing that I wanted... To call out, and so Adam had all this. He had the bird, the chicken, the giraffe, everything. that every everything. single thing. And he but named he, them, right? And he named them. So he has a personal relationship. We have a personal relationship with the animals. That's right. why we love pets. That's why we have dogs and cats and ferrets <laughs> and all of that. But, but you know, it says, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Right. So right. He wasn't satisfied. He wasn't satisfied. He wasn't. He wasn't like it was no companion for him. Mm-hmm. So we talk about relationship with God, relationship with our planet, the you know, over every other thing, and the need for relationship with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yes. felt like when I read this, that's all that came to my mind. It was like relationship, right. relationship. Um, so he caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And when he was sleeping, took his rib, you know, and made woman. Woman. Mm-hmm. So... In this episode, we'll be talking about all different types of relationships, relationships with ideas, relationships with people, um, places and things, and how our Christian walk kind of falls into place. So as we talk, just try to keep that in mind. And again, forgive us if we stray, but (laughs) we're going to try to tie it back the entire time. Culture Blackout. So now it's time for the Culture Blackout segment, where we discuss hot topics and entertainment music and more so who want to go first i'll go first so this is kez again um i want to highlight makeup shayla personally i am a beauty enthusiast and she is doing huge things in the beauty community right now if you guys watch youtube you know who she is or if you're just on instagram um she is a bomb beautiful black woman curvy and gorgeous and just slaying out here as she says strut and slay um and she did a collaboration with maybelline which is a very big drugstore brand that a lot of you guys probably know you should um and she just came out with an eyeshadow palette and three mascaras that are amazing quality and all under ten dollars so super affordable for all of us out in these streets that you know can't afford them abh palettes or whatever high-end palette Um, And what I love about it is that she stayed true to herself. She put all colors that she likes to use on her eyes. 
Um, she did a huge collaboration as a black woman in 2017 with Maybelline. This is their first ever collaboration with any beauty influencer. So kudos to her. Shout out to her. I'm proud of her. I hope you guys are too. And if you don't know about it, check it out. Go to Ulta.com or wherever else it's on and buy that. Yeah. So, okay. So this is the first time the brand has ever integrated with an influencer ever. Yes. It's a black woman. Yes. I think that's something of note, right? Because a couple years ago, they didn't have the right shade for me. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting how black women are forming these relationships with these big brands and shifting the conversation mm -hmm. and getting people to realize, you know, not only our purchase power, but the power and influence we have. Right. Our purchase over. power is oh, yeah. crazy. They did also come out with more shades for, you know, all different shades of darker and lighter skin tones. So I think they have up to 40 now. So they're definitely recognizing that we, you know, we want our makeup for us. We don't have, to, we don't want to have to mix three different foundations to find mm -hmm. our right shade. So, yeah, we're definitely doing big things in the community, the yeah. beauty community. So shout out to makeup Shala, we Shayla, Shayla. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> All right. I'm my bad girl. Please follow us. No. <laughs> don't not follow us. Um, but shout out to you. Um, what about you, Sabrina? Um, I want to shout out. Who I'm, whom I love, Megan Good, and her husband, Devon Franklin. Um, I just feel like those two are definitely a power couple um, in, you know, in the media, but also in the Christian community. I feel that, you know, they represent the Christian community very well as far as their relationship with God and how they're tying that together as one. Um, everybody knows making good. Everybody loves making good. And um, it's just amazing to see her transformation. Mm. From, I mean, you know, I don't want to judge her based on her roles in, in um, movies and stuff because that, you know, you don't really have to judge a person by that. But just to see how she has, she's standing for Christ and representing Christ. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, open with it. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you see people that's been in media, been in movies, entertainment business, who are standing and proclaiming Christ and saying, like, his name, you know what I'm saying? Right. And standing for the word of God and, you know, stuff like that. And the fact that she's a woman, we, you know, she can own her own sexuality. She's married. She can do what she wants to do. And her husband supports her, which I am amazed yes, he by. Does. All well. right. So, you know, I have like 10,000 questions. <laughs> um, last episode. So I'm the advocate. I'm not the devil's advocate, but I'm an advocate <laughs> for conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so Megan Good, I love her. Love her to death, Right. So there was this post on her page where a woman was, like, judging her. Like, how could you do all of those mm -hmm. scenes? How could you do all of those scenes when and then, like, proclaim that you love Christ and all the other stuff? And Devon, what he did was he, like, basically, like, came to her defense cut her off. <laughs> and cut her off. Yeah. And it was very interesting to see that. Um, but if you read the book, did you talk about the book, The Weight? No. If, oh, sorry. What, if you, sorry. If you read their book, um, The Way, it really talks about both of their journeys and how they had to form a relationship with God separately in order to have this relationship together and kind of triumph over all those adversity things, right? They both work in the industry. She definitely has had more of a provocative... Uh, persona. Persona, yeah, right, persona in the industry and how God kind of shifted the narrative not necessarily for the roles because i feel like her roles are still the same or yeah yeah pretty, pretty much, much the same much. <laughs> but how she needed to be shifted internally yes. the relationship with her and god internally so she could be 
prepared to be married. Mm -hmm. um, and I really appreciate her because she is definitely one of our in initial praymates because she mm -hmm. balances that culture and Christianity mm -hmm. so well. Right. It's like, but people, some people are saying you can't have a real relationship with God if you're doing X, Y, Z. So what, you know, or acting or showing yourself in, in those ways. So what do you think about personal relationship versus professional what you do for a profession. Personally, I feel like a lot of people like to judge what they see, but they don't look at themselves. And I feel like one of the things I always like to think about is work out your own soul salvation with mm -hmm. fear and trembling. Um, a lot of people like, I know one of the arguments is usually that she is somebody who's in the limelight, so she should be showing people a certain, I don't know, a certain type of image. But at the same time, she does openly display her love for Christ. She does openly display that she is a Christ follower. So... Everyone should really, in some ways, mind their business. Like, <laughs> it's her livelihood. If they're right. going to find another way for her to earn money, and she is doing multiple ways of earning money, right? okay. But you know what? She's doing what she has to do, and I feel like, at the end of the day, that's her relationship with God. If I feel like if God told her not to and she's still doing it, that's on her. Right. What can you do, you know? Okay. What do you think? Um, what I would say to this is, I feel like when you change... Or when you um, elevate your life, some people continuously try to hold you back into what they know you to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would say a lot of the judgment may come from her relationship maybe to the hip-hop community. Right. Or, you know, a lot of guys love her. Like, what is what is that mag magazine? King magazine. King, she, you know, did, she did mag a king cover? Yeah, I yeah, think she did. Oh, mag I didn't mag know. Some, like, bathing suit. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of the, 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 the hip-hop community put her on a pedestal as one of the women that yeah. they wanted to, you know, be in relation, be in with. relation <laughs> with, you know, but I feel that she necessarily didn't claim that for herself. She's just beautiful. You know, a lot of people, you know, put that on her, but now that she's married, give her the props to be a married woman, allow her to be a married woman. Don't continuously, you know, um, give her still that, persona of who she was in the hip-hop community she's right. a married woman she is a faithful married woman she is an openly public um christian married woman and i feel that just let her live you know what i'm saying i saw that that post you were talking about and she started to cry a little bit and then you know her husband devon franklin he you know came in stopped the woman from talking and took defense for his wife because at the end of the day like you said you don't know the relationship that right. they hold so you're just judging from an outside okay. standpoint and you know what i will say that her roles lately are not really as risque as risque no. you know what i'm saying and she's very open about standing on god's word so mm -hmm. okay. i admire them all right so for me uh my culture blackout moment is um interesting to say the least. So I was scrolling through one of my favorite uh, social media uh, sites. I'm going to call it a site. <laughs> and um, they mentioned that Laverne Cox is partnering with Beyonce on an upcoming project to be debuted on September 6th. Right? And... I, um, again, this is a relationship that we, as a, the consumer community, haven't really, I didn't expect, right? I didn't expect for that to be a type of partnership um, and a relationship. And there's a lot of backlash, I think, 
a lot of people are not in support of Beyonce aligning herself or having a relationship with someone of Laverne Cox's community. Um, if you don't know who Laverne Cox is, Google her. But um, how do you feel about when people are forming friendships and partnerships um, or aligning themselves with other people and then outside people are saying, okay, that's not of God or you can't have that friend or you can't have that person in your life. What does that make you... Like, I have friends that are not saved, that are not, right? right? And I'm not, and I'm in the middle ground, right? So we got people that just are not there yet. Um, so I say all that to say, and I'm not saying Beyonce is supposed to be a Christian. I'm not saying that <laughs> she's not, but she's looked up in a, in a higher regard than mm-hmm. Laverne when they're partnering to do something. How do you feel when people are uh, looking at you the same way when you're aligning with people that are not of your faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then if they are in the same faith or they are a Christian, but they're not saved or they're not there yet, how do you feel that people, how do they give you, like what reaction do they give you? Oh, well, one, I'll take it like this. The Bible says we're in the world, but not of the world. We have to live. You know what I mean? People, if you're going to segregate yourself and just, oh, I only have Christian friends. I only deal with Christian people. What kind of life are you living? You're supposed to be an example. You're supposed to love everyone. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor could be, I don't know what. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But, I mean, it is a, it is a challenge, though. It, it is, is a definitely challenge. a challenge. It is definitely a challenge when you are thinking about relationships from a intimate standpoint, from mm-hmm. a friendship standpoint, who you tell your business to. Right. Um, I always think about, you know, does this person have my best interest at heart, right? That's definitely something to consider, Like, yes. aligning yourself and forming relationships and alliances with people um, I've, I've struggled with because sometimes even in the Christian community, those people don't have your best interest That's at heart. That's the thing. Absolutely. Just because right. someone's so, a Christian doesn't, doesn't mean much of anything unless <laughs> their relationship with God is real. Right. So that's what that's why I'm like I've I've seen the backlash and I'm seeing the jokes and the memes and everything and I thought that was very interesting to highlight when two people have two different um, not to say statures because they're both celebrities but they're viewed differently and how mm-hmm. when they align the outside community has so much to say. Absolutely. What, what do you think, Sabrina? Um, well, I'm just gonna read something I was looking up the other day. Um, Second Corinthians six verse fourteen says. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Now, this could be kind of extreme. So you're saying opposite things. That's what you're saying. It's both in the Bible, though. Right. (laughs) That's that's the whole point. Yes. Because I I like to do, like, the advocate, you know, not devil's advocate, but, you know, I like to play the field as well. Um, You know, it's interesting because I I, I don't know necessarily their life per se, but I don't want to, like, come off and be too judgmental. But even with us as as women, black women, who we have relationships, um, work relationships, friendships from when we were young, it says, you know, in the Bible to not be unequally yoked, pretty much. And it's not just a romantic relationship. Right. And, it, you know, it doesn't even have to be that deep. When people hear the Bible, they get scared. Or when they hear sin, they, they stray away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't have to be that deep. It could just be, you know, Kez, do you have friends in your life that are not on your level? Where you're going right now or where God is leading you, sometimes you have to leave people on the wayside and, Absolutely. you know, continue to build. 
you know, Brianna, like you're building your life, you're working your, your relationship with God, you're becoming a business mogul, and you know, yes. you're doing things in your life, you no, know, like as you, you are. Can, <laughs> you are, but as you Speak continue it. to grow, as you look at the people around you, can you bring those people with you? Like, are y'all mm-hmm. yoked together? Like, do you share some of the the oneness or the same ideas, you know, it, I, I don't want to be so deep all the time about mm-hmm. spirituality because right. sometimes that's how you lose people. Like if that's you're ministering, true. you know, like you don't always have to quote, well, I, I quote the Bible, but you, know, <laughs> you don't always have to, you know, push God all the time onto people, even though it's good. But at the same time, you know, with relationships, can you really say that the people around you are good for you or going in the same direction as you now with Beyonce and, um, Laverne and Cox, I'm not really surprised that they're that they're working together. I'm, I'm really not. I, you know, it's the entertainment business. So there's people of all walks of life in the entertainment business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like she has makeup artists that may be in that in, in in that community. You know what I'm saying? She may have a best friend, maybe a nanny. You, you never know. So right. in that community, it doesn't really shock me. But Beyonce is put to a certain pedestal from the black community. So I, I really wouldn't know what to say to that, honestly. I would just want to see what the project may be. I know, isn't her birthday on the 4th? Like, she's always yeah. coming out with something spectacular yeah. around yeah, her, her birthday. birthday but, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But I'm not really shocked, honestly. What, what kind of relationship do we have with Beyonce that we know her birthday? Like, yeah, her birthday is the 4th. <laughs> yep. Her birthday is the 4th. You don't know me, though, but. Right. We know her, but she don't know us. What a relationship. <laughs> Um, okay, no, thanks. You know, I'm always looking for opinions and highlighting real things that's going on in our culture right now. So shout out to that. Black girls positivity. Okay, so we're highlighting black women that are shifting culture. And in black girl positivity, we always want to bring someone to the forefront. It doesn't have to be necessarily in the Christian community, but just for all mankind. (laughs) For all mankind. So, um... (laughs) For me, you know who, I was going to say somebody, but you know who just came to my mind? Are y'all familiar with Pat Smith? Pat Smith, no. I think so. She is wife, mother, wife, mother, minister, author, TV entrepreneur. She uh, has this, um, this youth summit called Treasure You, Pat and Emmett Smith Charities. Oh, Emma Smith's wife? Yeah, Emma Smith's wife. She slays number one. So she's out here slaying (laughs) fashion, beauty, style, and God all wrapped in one. Um, If anything, just check her out. Like, Pat Smith, she always has these really positive messages that that encourage women to be the best selves. So um, she's out here, and she has a foundation. And the foundation is really geared toward empowering the youth. And, yeah. Oh, and she also has a lot of books, so I'm going to cut myself out. But, yeah, she has uh, Pat Smith Enterprises. Let's talk about that. So she has built herself into a brand after becoming a minister. And what she has is she has second chance initiatives where she empowers women to um, restart their lives after some type of, like, detriment or hard time. She has a book called Second Chances by Pat Smith, Um, Treasure You is um, this kind of platform where she lets women, uh, she supports women from a financial, emotional, and spiritual standpoint and how to really value themselves. 
Um, and then she definitely does speaking opportunities around the country. And she's definitely somebody that I follow on the Black Girls Pray page as well as my personal page because she's so inspirational. So I just wanted to highlight her, shout her out. Everybody could go to patsmithenterprises.com and check her out because one of her famous quotes says, second can be first if you choose to turn it into a win. Mm. So make your second chance a win. So I really, yes, I I really like thought that that, like that was that. really empowering. So shout out to you, Black Girl Pray. Let's get deep discussion. Okay, so drum roll. Dang, nobody want to do a drum roll? Um. Every episode, <laughs> nobody drum roll. <laughs> All right, so drum roll. Okay, so Sabrina, take us through uh, the topic for today. Okay, so now uh, let's see. The topic for today is discussing real relationships maintaining real relationships with everyone around you, friends, family, and most importantly, God. Okay, so we spoke a little bit about all these different types of relationships. We spoke about culture. We spoke about uh, Genesis. What was that? Genesis 2. Um, but I really wanted to get deep and talk about what relationships are and what they mean to us as young black millennial women. So let's just start there before we layer in the faith part of it. What are relationships to you? What is an authentic relationship? Relationships, to me, basically, is companionship. You know, being able to relate to someone. I'm sorry. Um, friendships, uh, lovers, you know, um, best friendships. I feel like it's important. We need that kind of companionship. If we were on this earth alone, I really don't know how we'd be able to function Mm -hmm. um, because it's it, it's it's a special connection that you have with someone, so I feel like friendships is very important. Okay, relationships. But how do they play? I'm just gonna keep you going. How do how do relationships play in the millennial experience? Understanding that we are quick, fast, down and dirty. If somebody it doesn't wear the thing that we want them to wear, we unfollow them, we block <laughs> them. Like, how does that play? You said a real authentic relationship, but it's very hard to foster those in this climate. So, like, what does that mean? What does a real relationship mean for a millennial who turns around so quickly? Um, well, it's really just what you said. That what does it mean? And that's like, I think that's what the issue is. I don't think we know what that means. We have social media, which is what you mentioned. A lot of friendships, even though there are good friendships that can, you know, uh, be um, that you can bond over through social media. But, you know, you don't really know what's real and fake anymore. And I feel mm -hmm. like in this climate and in, in who we are in this generation, a lot of times we've lost or we've, we've strayed away from the person-to-person -person bond that we can have with someone opposed to, you know, Twitter fingers or, you know, like <laughs> just talking to people on Instagram, even though there are instances like the two of you that you guys met on social media, you know. But um, I just feel like sometimes we, we lose that in-person connection you know and i feel like a lot of times we don't know like you could be on you could it could be a girl's trip and you're on your phone right mm -hmm. you know social media you could be with your boo <laughs> and he's on his phone and you're on on your phone you know yeah. what i'm saying and it's just like, you know what i'm saying but it, you know yes. we're so tied into social media i feel like that's really the question like where are we right now do we even know what a real relationship is and you know i would say maybe our generation may know because technology i i think started creeping up a little bit when we were mm -hmm. already established right. you know but um for the younger generation i'm kind of a little concerned so I, you know right. real 
what is a real relationship to like that's really the question right because we have snapchat instagram like we have these 10 second relationships Ten, with yeah. everybody microwave popable yes <laughs> right, right, you think you know somebody because you know they love what their favorite color is you know what their favorite drink is you know what their favorite makeup is but you don't know them you just know what you see from exactly them, or what they, they want put to... out exactly Racial, right. for me relationships have been like they've been transformed from like the deep mm. to the surface level right super right? shallow everything yeah. is shallow and yeah. it's very hard to break through to people now because we just keep putting out these different every, and i think let me take a step back i feel like relationships also are really quick and foster because we're ever changing like mm -hmm. i feel like we don't we're not still enough for people to have relationships with us i agree i feel like i agree i feel like sometimes somebody even when somebody wants to form a relationship with us as young black women mm -hmm. we are often like nah you, like you we can't have a motive or we yeah know why you want to be here. my friend why does she want to be my friend <laughs> listen right, that's, that's and we're often intimidated. Like, I was intimidated. Mm -hmm. I was stalking her for a month <laughs> on Instagram. I was stalking Kes for a month on Instagram. I was like, I got to hit her up. I got to hit her up. And I'm like, okay, but what is she going to think of me? That's right? true. Right? Because I think now in this climate, people you want to leverage each other for the short term. Like, mm -hmm. what can you do for me? Relationships right. are That's not true. about helping and supporting take, each other. Take, take. It's like, yeah. what? What can I do? What, what can, can I, I do? From, yeah. So yeah, what about you? So what do you think um, relationships are? What's an authentic relationship? And from a millennial standpoint, how have relationships kind of shifted or changed? I think relationships can be shallow and they can be deep. Um, for instance, you know, who you work with, you have to have a certain type of relationship with them, but it doesn't have to be like, I know your whole life and we always hang out with each other. Like someone said, my coworkers are not my friends. We're coworkers. You have to work together. We have a common goal. We get in, we get out. Um, but then you have your friends, you have your family, you have mm -hmm. people on the street. There's a relationship you have with everyone. You have God. You talk to God or God talks to you. Do you guys actually spend time together? Right. So relationships vary, but they can be deeper, shallow. Um, and like you were saying, in this day and age, I feel like mm, things have changed with relationships. Um, they're not as deep as they used to be sometimes, especially with kids coming up. Um, it's it just it's different. But um, what's the second question? <laughs> so as a millennial, like how have relationships changed or how have they impacted you? And the way that you view relationships. Okay. The way I view relationships is a little different, I feel like, than most people. I'm definitely an introvert. And it's funny, I did a video about this on my YouTube channel just talking about it because... Um, but wait, it's in interesting that you did a video... On, on social on media, social media yes. about being an introvert. <laughs> That's the thing about That's it. That's what I'm saying. So. Relationships are interesting because we can publicize everything right but hide everything right right and right. i feel like that's kind of my life like for me um i definitely have friends i have uh you know my best friends i have associates um but the way i am as a person how i feel comfortable most is by myself mm -hmm. um i definitely thrive when i'm alone and i'm definitely <laughs> like i can be outgoing quote unquote outgoing for like an hour i could do that i could be this person that you know can talk to people but when i say i thrive most like i can hang out with two people mm -hmm. have a great time i don't need my birthday celebrations don't need 
20 friends, 50 friends. I can be with two people, have a great time. I can be with one person. I like to be one-on-one -on -one with people a lot, and I feel like I'm able to, like, express myself more, mm -hmm. um, just feel more comfortable, not feel like I'm being, I don't know, looked at, judged in any particular mm -hmm. way when I can kind of gauge what's going on in front of me. Um, and also, uh, for me, I remember growing up, my friends got me. They understood, like, Kez is cool, Kez is funny, Kez is talkative, but Kez is not sociable necessarily. But, like you said, I am a YouTuber. I am <laughs> on social media. Right. <laughs> I share things with, you know, my channel. Not super personal necessarily, but I definitely talked about that because someone I follow also spoke about how she just doesn't thrive off of people. And with my relationships, I feel like my friends get me. They get that Kez does not have to talk to you every single day, every single week. Right. But if I know you're good and you know I'm good or you could call me whenever you need me, I am definitely a dependable right. person. Um, and I'm definitely someone that can have a good time, but I don't need to be around people all the time. So question, I want to build on that. So you said that you go on YouTube to tell people <laughs> that you're an introvert, right? Yeah. Which is interesting. So when it talks about our relationship with God, right? I feel like to form a, a real relationship with him, is this the next question in the mind? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the next question, but I think we're just transitioning. So the next question is. How do you transition to an uh wait? Oh, how do you transition from an inauthentic relationship with God mm -hmm. to a real one? Mm -hmm. Um, I found it interesting that you said that you go in a public place to tell everybody that you're private, right? And it's kind of like a oxymoron, oxymoron for yeah. exposure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so for me, I feel like people. I I'm not, look. Let me not talk about people. I feel like I have had an inauthentic relationship with God, right? Where I'm so like, God, I love you, God, I love him, all out and about, right? Mm -hmm. All out, like, so I'm showing mass media, showing everybody that I love you, God, but I really don't know nothing about you. Mm. I don't know anything about you, mm. right? And I think that's, that's, that's good, goes back to our social media relationships. When you yes. have a relationship with your boyfriend and you're all over social media and you're always... And it's always love it's and y'all the best couple yeah, ever. Yeah, God, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I love... I'm blessed. I'm so and blessed. hate each other's guts. Yeah, I'm doing the blessed bounce, by the way. Like, <laughs> I can't see it, but, like, I'm so blessed. But then... I don't know anything about the book. I don't know nothing. Mm. So how do I know you? You know? You don't. I don't. And I thought, like, and this is pre-saved, post-saved. Oh, post-saved. I was like, yeah, God. God is working in my life. God is doing <laughs> this. God, God, God. And then you kind of realize, fostering a real relationship with God means that you have to let him into the places that you don't even want mm -hmm. him to go. And sacrifice him to go. I don't want him to go there. But then you realize, like, and you can, I don't want to misjudge anybody, but you can kind of tell when people start shifting to a real relationship with God. Yeah, you can. Right? Yes. Things get a little more somber. They get a little more still, a little more quiet. It's not all about what you can tell people or show people. Right. It's, it's about just... the things that he helped you overcome. And, and, letting, and letting those things out. Um, and I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting there, right? And I feel like this is ideally helping me get to that place. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you're fostering a real relationship with God, you stop going on YouTube. To show Not, no offense, right. but I'm just using it as a, <laughs> as a euphemism. You stop going on YouTube to tell them that I love them. You tell them right. one on one, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting that you but said people that. People just see it. You can see it. That's why the Bible says, "Let your light so shine before men, 
Like, people will be able to see God's light in you and know just by seeing you. They'll want to know, what is it about you? Mm-hmm. And I have to say it or proclaim it. Not right. like, I'm a Jesus lover, Jesus freak, or whatever. Like, you yes. don't have to say it in that way for people to necessarily know. Like, it's good to share, but, like, if people can see it, that's when you really know, like, mm. it's real. So that's basically how you transition. So it has to come through you versus yeah. out of your mouth, kind yeah. of, like, out of yeah. your skin. Okay. All right, so all right, what about relationships in the standpoint of, like, ordained relationships, right? Before I get to the, the final question, I want to talk. I'm just making this one. I'm telling you, it comes off the dome. Um, <laughs> what about ordained relationships? So, like, when you want to be in a relationship with a friend, with uh, in a romantic relationship, with a group of people, a club, right, how do, how do you discern what type of relationships to be in, right? The ones that you want versus the ones that you need. That wasn't on the uh, pre-production no. show, so nobody knows the answer. Really? Oh, hmm. um, the wrench question. For me personally, it may be where I am in my life. Okay. But I tend, this is just Sabrina, I tend to love, love, love people so much that unfortunately people may walk over me a little bit too much. So Mm -hmm. I may be the type of person that learns after 10,000 times of warnings. Remember the red flags? Yes. I tend to have a lot of red flags and I don't take heed until maybe I start to internalize what's going on or change who I am first. Mm -hmm. And then I can... Discern. Discern the different relationships as far as what's good for me and what's not. Okay. That's fair. And I feel like I struggled with that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have to touch the fire. I got to touch it, touch it, touch it, touch mm-hmm. it. Then get third burn. degree burn. <laughs> then, then realize, okay. Even, right. Like, right. it's not hot a little bit. It's like, mm, that might be warm. Let me yeah. touch it again. Right. Let me touch it again. Uh, for me, I feel like that's like that post discernment. Mm-hmm. But how do you prepare yourself to decide what relationship you should be in or you shouldn't be in in advance? Your growth, I would say. Yeah. I would just say it's your growth, honestly. When you look and see where you want to go and where you want to go within life, what journey, what path you're on, who can come with you? I'm I'm so big on that in my life right now. Like that's kind of where I'm at. Like I like if you can even just envision walking down the aisle mm-hmm. or walking down the road as if you have a vision of where you see yourself going as as far even when you include God as you know walking with him and where you see yourself going can you pick up your can you bring your friends with you mm-hmm. your loved ones can you say like like really envision it can i grab you with me and say listen we're going to go together you know mm-hmm. we may not have the same calling but we have maybe the same vision as far as to live a, a life pleasing to God and be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you really see yourself bringing the friends that you call your friends, your mm-hmm. homies, your besties? You know, can you see them going with you and um, you uplifting them and them uplifting you, like challenging each other? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Honestly, you know, I think it's very important for us to do that. But that can only happen when you start to grow. Right. And grow by grow, what do you mean? Mm. Uh, by growth, um, shine a light on yourself. Um, you know, you were talking about the places where you don't want, where you may not want God to go. Sometimes there are places that we have to deal with ourselves. 
right, that, that we, we may not want to talk about or we may not want to go um, or we may not want to deal with. So I would say growth is being willing to sacrifice or being willing to let people go. That's kind of what I think growth is as far as relationships. Being willing to let people go and being okay with that. Wishing them well, wishing them blessings, but being able to say, thank yeah. you for your services, you know? <laughs> and that's pretty it was much cool, it, you know? Yeah. And right. then maybe if you meet around sometime down, in the, um, down the line in the future, you never know, maybe you can reconnect, but that person would have to have growth as well to meet you where you are then, right? you know, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I'm going to say it's a little hurt right there. <laughs> All right, we, we growing, we growing. Um, so, Kenzie, yeah, same question. So, how do you discern while you're in it, mm-hmm. right? How do you discern if a relationship is for you or not while you're in the thick of it? And then how, you know, learning from that, how do you make judgments? Like, I don't want to say judgments, but yeah, yeah, judgments, Man. right? How do you make judgments moving forward? Well, one important relation that we didn't talk about is the one that we have with ourselves, if we're honest mm. with ourselves, um, because that can be the difference between you staying in something way too long when Very you know true. it's time to just cut it, let it go. Um, in terms of discernment, while you're in something, you just have to be honest with yourself. Is this person... Not to say that everybody is supposed to give you something, but is this person an asset Mm. or a liability? And are they helping me in any way grow? Not everybody's going to help you in the same way. Not everybody's going to be the same type of benefit to you. But are they in any way an asset? Are they helping me with my spiritual growth, my professional growth? Are they helping me as a person to love more, to be a better person in any capacity? Or is are they just a turn-up friend? Are they mm. just, uh, is he just fine? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, you just have to, you have to gauge it. And, you know, this is something that I struggle with as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I've had in my life for a long time have just been there because they're there. Mm. And me being an integrate in some ways, I kind of distance myself because, you know what, in the past, like you said, people have stepped on you. Same thing has happened to me, and that's part of the reason why I'm very, like, I do have kind of a wall sometimes mm-hmm. with people. Is that because, the majority of us black women? Right. Yeah. That yeah. trust mm-hmm. thing, that trust, when it comes to relationships, a big thing is yeah. trust. Mm-hmm. And trust mm, is hard. I definitely have to judge a relationship, judge a person, kind of see how they treat me in certain instances, how they treat others, or exactly. what their views are, how they act, what what they talk about when I'm with them, you know? I've had people try to be my friend. I'm like, what, what do you, why do you like me? What, what is it about me that you mm-hmm. think is great? We you know what I mean? Like, questions. You preach it. <laughs> why? I've definitely, like, had conversations in the past. Like, I'll never forget in college. I doubt she'd be listening to this, but there was this one girl, my freshman year of college, and I, um, I commuted to school. I went to City College. Nice. Um, so this girl, when I say I felt like the clinginess was insane, mm-hmm. insane. And, you know, it was a new school. Of course, I'm into making new friends, but it's just like I had to break up with that friend. I was just like, <laughs> girl, this is just not going to work. I don't feel comfortable. I don't. I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And she was so confused, so hurt. But I'm, you know what? I never regretted that decision because when I felt it, I acted on it. And I was proud of myself in that moment. Yeah. But can I say that I've done that every single time I should have? 
No. <laughs> but that's one instance that I felt like, you know what, sometimes when you feel something isn't right, you just have to let it go. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself and your growth. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you my spiel. Y'all know I always got a spiel. All right. So last year, so yeah, everybody know by this time I was heartbroken in 2015. I'm done. I'm done being heartbroken, right? 2016, I'm like, oh, it's a new me. I'm about to find me a man that love God. Mm, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know who told me that I need to go and set out on this journey, right? And sometimes when you have, when you don't have clarity, mm. anybody can fit into this space. Listen, of we can we can fit people like oh, you know what? You are definitely a rectangle, but Listen. this is a circle. And let me fit yes. a rectangle in a circle. <laughs> this is gonna work. So, <laughs> Lord, and this is the third. I'm gonna tell my testimony story now. That's the last question, but we gonna get. I mean, I'm gonna ask y'all later. So I'm at our alma mater uh, in Long Island, and there was a step show, right? There was a step show, and this dude is talking on the microphone, remember? And this dude is talking on the microphone, and I'm like, ooh, he sound like Malcolm X. He's for me. He sound, he got, he got power and purpose. He's okay. talking about black people and black yes. queens and blackity black people. Y'all know I love black people. So, so I'm like, ooh, he is for me. Straight like that. Nobody told him that I was for him. Yes. Nobody told. God did not tell me that. I told me that he's for me yeah, because he's a, he's a black king. <laughs> right? So I was going to walk up to I did know. Okay. So I was going to walk up to him. Then something told me that Brianna don't walk up to him. Mm. Then I ended up walking to him anyway. Anyway. Oh. And I, yeah. I didn't get his number, right? And I was like, oh, you guys did a great job. And I walked away. And I had those high boots on, remember? And away. I sashayed away. <laughs> and as I'm getting in my car now to go home, he's getting, he's walking through the parking lot. So I'm like, oh, Lord, you see, this is your intervention. <laughs> we was all in the gymnasium. It's 30 minutes later. And he, in this parking lot at our college, is huge. Mm-hmm. And we walk in, and he happened to be walking near my car. Did you, oh, thank you, God. Thank you for that confirmation. So now he's confirmed. We're together. <laughs> so I pull up, get the number, uh, 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 and I know he's going to be listening to this because we're we're not in a bad space. So I pop. Look, this is the story. Okay, it's growth. It's growth. It's growth. <laughs> yeah, so growth. We meet, we meet in like September, by October. I, we had had a conversation about faith and religion, up front, and he said, "I don't, I'm not really that close to God, mm-hmm. and I'm spiritual, but Lord." So, okay. He dropped the spiritual wow. block. I'm spiritual, okay. but okay. I'm spiritual, but, but I think that there's, you know, I think I do talk to God. I'm spiritual, but I talk to God sometimes. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know what does that mean. But Brianna, let me still go right. for it what because does that mean? he kind of talks to God, right? Kind of. <laughs> so we, um, I think that people are, and relationships are put in your path for a reason. If you have a purpose in people's lives, and they have a purpose in your life, mm-hmm. and over, we only talk for about three months, and over the course of that three months. I was um, confirming a lot of a lot of things from a just a Christian standpoint that I had to validate myself in like faith, you know, hope, um, discernment, all those other things. And we're having these conversations. So now, like two months later, he's like, "Oh, I found a home church," and I'm like, "Ooh, you found a home church? You just said that you was just spiritual and you're not really sure about God." Mm-hmm. And all of us, like for me, I. I'm all for people going to God. 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, I found a home church. And I hope that we can go on this spiritual journey together. Mm. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold yeah, up, hold up, hold up. Right? You have to find God on your own, yeah, on your right. own terms before mm-hmm. you before you latch on to other people. So it was all fun and games until until he decided he wanted to walk with me when two months ago, two months in God's time is not a lot of time. Okay? It really isn't. It's really not. It goes by like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, let me end this before people get hurt. Right. So we end up ending it. And um, it was a little difficult to do that because when you bring people closer to God, you always want them to stay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't want to be the catalyst for them. Right. You don't want to be the religion holder for them. Right. They right. have to have that for them. They have to have it for themselves. So, thankfully, you know, that journey is still going on that path. And I'm glad to Good. see that growth for him. But for me, we have to we have to meet, to your point, yoked. We have to meet at the same place. Right? And if you want to attach on to mine, then we right. can't we can't deal. You know, but it was a little rough patch. It was a rough patch where we had to say, you know, no, no, this mm-hmm. is not what it is. And that was tough. But thank you know, to God be the glory, because I I can't I can't force anybody's relationship with God. Right? And if mm-hmm. But you could cause it caused them or influence them. Right. That was and that my, could have been your place in his life. And that then time. that's it. And that's it. He and that's it. Home. And that's what I had to explain. And it, it I mean, I think it went over pretty okay. But pretty okay. <laughs> but it was challenging, right? And yeah. you also have to be like, all right, you know, why do you like me? Because I'm re- I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to find faith. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that. I'm here in my I've, eyes. I've yeah. done a lot of dirt, and I need to calm down. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to I'm do not with me. I'm not saving you, boo-boo. No. That has nothing to do with me. And I said, okay, this is how I know that we're not, we're not even on the same path. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very hard to separate people once they've been close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Once they've been close... It's very hard to pull him apart. Mm-hmm. So it was it was difficult, but, you know, I'm glad that he's doing well and I'm doing well. And um, you never know. You guys maybe could meet each other some way down the line in five years. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> maybe, you know. I mean, who knows? You never God knows. know. You never I, never no, know. for real, for real. You, do, you don't never know, but, you know. Shout out to you, boo. You're doing your thing. But that's my story. I can't be the gatekeeper of anybody's. And that's absolutely right, because you know what? You have to work out your own stuff for yourself. And isn't supposed to be like, you know, God, then man, then wife, right? Like, and mm-hmm. in, in, in how you're supposed right. to flow through. So I felt like me even taking the leadership role in that, and that's a whole other conversation. Like, I just... Right. I was just I, not I even... Com- that, I was just, that was I just wasn't even comfortable for you. leading that. Mm-mm. Because you, what if your relationship doesn't work? So what is it going to do now? Feel like, you know, not go to church anymore? Right. Or right. The only reason what he did it. Right, you know? It's, it sounds nice, but you don't want to take on that responsibility, no, you know? because that's still a soul at the end of the day, and right. you want to make sure that he has that relationship right with God for himself. Because if not, it. and we decide to... That can send people... Cra- I've seen people yes, crash or not go back to church or yes, be in church yes, yes. because they're sitting next to Darnell, who goes to church, and he's an usher. You know what I'm saying? Because it let man-made relationships determine your relationship them. with God. Right. Mm-hmm. How they right. God. Mm-hmm. But that's amazing you were able to do that because I know a lot Kudos of women... Kudos to you. Kudos to you, yeah. To 
someone would have. But it's tough. They would have been married this year. It takes a lot of guts <laughs> to do that. It takes a lot of guts to do that because you also want to be sensitive to people's feelings. Feelings. That's true. Mm-hmm. Relationships and feelings. And feelings for me are something that kind of sometimes hinders relationships. Like, yeah, God wants us to have relationships and feel for other people, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for your feelings and how Listen, you feel. Sometimes you have to be selfish. I was going to say that earlier <laughs> because we want to be so kind, love people so much, mm. worry about others. But, you know, there has to come a time where within our growth that we're able to be a little bit selfish for ourselves. Right. What is best Amen. for me? And it's no dig to you. It's no disrespect to you. Like I said, I wish you well. I know sometimes that's like a funny thing. To <laughs> right? um, but at the same time, sometimes we have to really worry about ourselves and where we're going. And if that person was a real friend or cared about you at all, then they would respect that. Right. They would understand. And they would understand it, it, you know. And go and work on themselves. Exactly. <laughs> like you're trying to do for yourself. Right. Okay, so we talked about how God plays a role in all these other relationships, but like, what about your relationship with God? How do you start if you don't have one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's challenging because I believe that both of you were raised in the church from very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had experience going to church, but I wasn't like part of the community from young. So I'm, but I'm still gonna pose a question like, how do you form a relationship with God when sometimes people feel like you have to be at a certain level to form a relationship? Uh, listen, some people could be going to church all their life and have zero, zero. relationship with God. Um, for me, though, my experience was from young. My Both my parents um, are saved. And with all me and my siblings, we had devotion at home. We watched Christian um, <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> listen, we had a whole Christian culture going on in my home. So I'm definitely, like, that's how I learned the Bible. That's how I know songs by heart. That's how I know certain things, um, just by how my parents raised me mm-hmm. to read the Bible. It starts with you knowing for yourself, because they could have preached to me all my life, and if I didn't know anything for myself, I promise you I wouldn't be saved today. Um, and my relationship with God grew through, honestly, going through things and leaning on what I knew, mm-hmm. leaning on knowing that he's my provider, leaning on knowing that he is sovereign, leaning on knowing that he is God, and he's the one who's going to take me through everything that I need to go through in life. But for somebody who didn't have that experience, um, it starts with, that's why the church is there. You know, you're supposed to be able to learn. You're supposed to be able to go around people who are seeking the same thing, which is God. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, and the best way to talk to God is just by talking to him, but reading the Bible, which may be extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. That's why devotionals are great you know getting something like for beginners Mm -hmm. you know when you get saved sometimes churches take you down the roman road reading those Mm -hmm. scriptures Mm -hmm. to teach you why we get saved why we need god why jesus died for us um and another thing my bishop always does is tells people who you know we have a challenge going on in my church actually we have a 30-day challenge where every day you read a scripture for at least 15 minutes and pray and my bishop always recommends proverbs just because you you know you get little wisdom nuggets you get things that's like oh mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. you know um so just reading the bible it may be hard to understand getting devotional trying to find other people that like you said you have to be at a certain place where other people are people that can help you versus people that can hurt you so people who know a little bit more than you to help you learn um about the bible learn from the word to grow that relationship with God because it's through other people and it's with God too. I feel like I'm learning. 
Um, I would say it's kind of based on experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up in the church as well, born and raised in the church, praise team, dance ministry, uh, junior usher, whatever <laughs> you can think of, vacation in my life. Yes. You know, my older brother is a pastor of his own church as well. So I've been in this life forever, but I've had my own personal experiences right. where I knew it could be no one but God to get me out or to Listen. help me through the experience. Right. That's right. Um, I would say maybe I have a little bit more leverage because I know who um, got me out of it. Some people go through things and don't know, like, don't think or don't know or acknowledge that, you know, God helped me through this, helped me through that. But I would say maybe, you know, going to a church and no pressure. I, that's also where I'm at, right? You know, like when you're raised in church so much, Bible, 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 that's Lord, true. hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, you know, pushing it. And it's good, but not it doesn't work for everybody. Right. So I would say that um, take your time, go to church. When, when you're hearing um, the, you know, pastor preach, Try to apply it to your life or your week. Charge whatever you are listening, you hear, and charge it to your week. So, you know, and make it personal. And I would say that God then, all he needs is an opening. Mm-hmm. You can't do all of the work. None of us, no, even the Holy Spirit. those who were born in church, raised in church, nope. we can't do all the work. So I would say that um, start off genuine in your heart. Like, I need to know there's a higher being. I need to know who is this God? Who is this, you know, Jesus that we're talking about, people in church? And when God noticed that there's a genuine, you have a genuine heart, a clean heart, then I think he will start to work on you with that situation. So I would say Mm -hmm. start off genuine, go to church, and whatever word you hear, apply it to your life and make it personal experience. Right, and it's definitely a life journey. It is never going to be overnight. Mm. Don't expect for one day you never do anything wrong again. Listen, I'm struggling. Wrong. I've been in church for 29 years. Listen, <laughs> so Listen. like we're all going through. So nobody's perfect ever. No, no one in life right. will ever be perfect. I think from a standpoint of someone who, um, someone who has not been raised in the church. Um, for me, it was more so about finding that mix between culture and Christianity. Right. Mm. So. I stumbled upon at this Christian poetry group called um, P PC four PC four yeah yo, Woo. and that was yes. that was before I got saved. So I start like I was like twenty thirteen. I like I stumbled upon. Them. I'm like yo, this girl genetics, you know genetics. Yes, yes. genetics. She was she. I was crying, really crying, mm. uh, when I was struggling with going to church because sometimes I felt like going. I felt like I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. So some Sundays I would just cut out and just watch. Mm-hmm. All her videos over and over and over, and so much so that because I, I used to write poetry a long time ago, I stopped. But um, it gave me that encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. And then like just exploring their page and exploring their lifestyle. And sometimes you just have to find those things that that are commonalities and that common mm-hmm. thread mm-hmm. Right. to start forming a relationship if you never had one, right? Because um, it wasn't like fostered into me, so. When I'm like, oh, she's doing this poem about uh, about waiting, you know, mm. for the right one, or having patience, or mm. sex and relationships, and she's having real and raw discussion mm-hmm. um, through poetry, but then bringing it all back home. Right. She really was very instrumental in, you know, even just walking inside. Right. So I feel like 
look for the things and sometimes you won't even know that they have those cultural things from a Christian standpoint like mm-hmm. I, uh, yesterday I came across a Christian comedian named Anna something or other but I put her on Black Girls Pray but she's hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I found like Christian designers Christian makeup artists like and it like find those things that will help you easily transition yeah um that you can connect with. That I can, yeah, you can connect with, and then you will feel sometimes that like God will put one type of word um, on your heart that you're like, yo, I just gotta go, you know. So for me, I mean, from an outsider, new insider standpoint, <laughs> um, that's the way that I kind of was drawn in, and I stumbled upon her because I was looking at like poetry slam videos, mm-hmm. and I clicked, and I was like, oh, what's PC Farm? I clicked it, I was like. Oh, snap. That was it right there. That was it. And my eyes opened really, really mm-hmm. wide. That was the summer of 13. So, and then there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that that would be my, my advice. So, I don't know how these black girls pray conversations always go over the 57 <laughs> minutes. The intro clearly said 57 minutes. So, what we'll do is we'll ask one final question and then cut to close out. So... Give an example of when you had to discern between a real relationship and a fake one. How did God play a role in that process? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, me? Okay. Any parting. Um, you don't got to be specific. It can be short and succinct. Right. Um, honestly, it's kind of like what I've been saying throughout this you know, whole conversation I'm growing as a woman and where I see myself going and who I need or want by my side, that will determine whether I see you benefiting my life. That that's and I, I feel so I feel so proud of myself. I really do. Because, you know, like I said, oftentimes it's hard, but that's where I'm at. I have to realize who can go with me, who's on my level, who's working, you know, um, can challenge me, I can challenge them, and who I see long-term. Not all relationships are meant to be forever. Some could be six months, some could be three years, five years, but at the end of the day, I have to now say, you know, Sabrina, you have to be selfish. You have to know where you're going and who can ride the ride with you. Okay. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm at a place in my life as well where everyone cannot go with you. Um... talking about a specific relationship, sometimes you just hold on to something for a long time. Like, oh, me and her have been friends since elementary school. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been best friends, and we have to stay friends. I remember back in high school, I definitely had a different view on friendships as a whole. And what I can say is a lot of those friendships are non-existent now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just fade, and sometimes you have to make a decision like, you know what, I'm going to let them be them, and I'm going to be me. So you have to kind of separate Sometimes it may not even be anything bad. It could just be that mm-hmm. you don't need a million people in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't need to try to keep up with a million people and try to be in everybody's life when you have to build something for yourself. Sometimes, especially in your 20s, like you're building who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Right. So it's important to, one, work on self and, um, what's the word? Shoot. Nurture relationships that are going to be sustainable for whatever reason. Maybe sometimes someone needs you. Sometimes you need them. Mm-hmm. It may not always be that uh, 
it's about hanging out. It could be I'm helping this person get to where they need to go. Maybe they started late in school and I'm trying to make sure that they finish. Maybe they're helping me reach this goal in a particular area in my right. life. So sometimes that's all a relationship is. Sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes it's not. So you just have to be mindful of what the goal is in the relationship that you're trying to cultivate. Oh, that's good. So mm-hmm. understanding the goal, knowing who can come with you. I think the only thing I would add to that um, is understand. I think real relationships are fostered when you know your worth, mm-hmm. when you know who Absolutely, you are. Um, so just a quick example. I know a girl for a very, very long time since we were like, nine um and it's interesting that i only get hit up when it's about her her birthday her Mm. holiday (laughs) her this her that um her man issues her man issues (laughs) or when or when it's about the things that she thinks i can do for her Mm. um and we've had a long-standing relationship this way and it, it hurts my heart that you know i think about i think about the times where I thought that I had a friend, but I was actually just doing or at your beck and call, you know, like, oh, well, from just small things like homework together. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, you had a car. I got a car. I was like one of the only friends with a car at a point in time. Oh, can you pick me up and drop me here? And I'm like, yeah. oh, OK, girl, whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, now in life, like, you know, what can um, what can you do to help my career? And I'm like, yo. You know, we were having a conversation, and she cut me off about four times in the conversation. She cut me off about four times in the conversation, and I was like, you're not even trying to hear me. You're not even trying to listen to anything that I'm saying. You're here because you want something, and that's fine, but let's be real about it. Like, I'm still all for supporting someone Mm -hmm. and trying to make them grow, but let's be real about it. Like, what do you want? Hit me about what you want. Not like, let's hang out, let's catch up. You don't care. (laughs) You know? So... I mean, this is a great conversation on relationships, um, and it always goes it always goes over time. <laughs> if you guys wanted to close out, mm-hmm. that'd be good. So I know Sabrina open and um, Kez, you could take it home for us this episode. That'd be great. As we come to a close, guys, we will leave you with a quick prayer. Father God, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, just thanking you for this time, talking about relationships, relationships, and how it fits in with our relationship with you and others. Lord, help us to think more about, more um, intentfully about what we have with others and with you, and how we can curate relationships that will help us grow and help us be the people you call us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.